I'm McKinney Smith. In 2009, while going through a divorce, I decided to jump straight into entrepreneurship. In 2012, I lost my sister and asked myself, what legacy do I want to leave behind? Since then, I've become a serial entrepreneur, helping other women publish their books, produce their podcasts, and reach their big goals to walk in their greatness. I realized the importance of sharing our stories of resilience and how it can be another's guide to walk in a manner worthy of their calling. We are blessed to be a blessing. So get ready to be blessed with an inspiring testimony. Hey, Legacy Leavers, thank you for joining us in the Awaka Mastelettos podcast, the top 1.5% most popular show in the world, where we have conversations with amazing women that are letting us step into their shoes. I help women to own their voice so they can create impact, prosperity, and legacy. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding, but what interests me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. So today's guest is about to bless us with her testimony, and since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. Today we have Michelle Anna. She's a lifestyle influencer and founder of The Flourish Effect, where she helps creatives to flourish in their soul, biz, and community. Michelle Anna is the creator of lovemichelleanna.com, a platform designed for the modern woman seeking inspiration for her lifestyle, beauty, and soul. With over 7 million views on YouTube, six years of social media marketing experience with corporate clients, personal brands, and nonprofit organizations, it is no surprise that she has founded The Flourish Effect. Please welcome to the show, Michelle Anna. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really excited about our conversation today. Thank you so much for just agreeing to have this conversation, um, you know, come on and to share your gems with us. I've been following you on Instagram since like 2020. And wow. I love watching your journey. Oh, 2020. You <laughs> oh, so thank you. Thank you so much. Of course. Of course. <laughs> So I love to start the show with a bit of a icebreaker question, mm-hmm. because I believe that, you know, when we're, we're kids, we have these vivid imaginations of who we want to be and what we want to do before society and our families unintentionally, you know, try to limit our beliefs of what's possible. So I would love to know before you got to where you are presently, what did you want to be as a little girl? Oh my God. Uh, I don't think I've ever been asked this question. Um, it's funny because I think I wanted to be like an artist, like a like a gospel artist or like a singing artist of sorts, because I mean, I would have concerts for days. Like literally I would have my dolls and my teddy bears and like I would sing in the shower. I mean, performance. I mean, I, I was it. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's so funny to think back to that. It's been a while since I thought about that. I love it. I love Okay. So have you done any singing professionally? Oh gosh. So, I mean, I actually got accepted to a, a gifted and talented school when I was younger for performing arts. So, I mean, I come from a performing arts background. I think it kind of like shows in my creative work now, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I've always been a performing, performing arts student and always a part of like the church plays and like the school, um, 
you know, when they had theater and stuff like that. So that's, that was always a part of me. Um, so yeah, like that's kind of like where it shows up now. So I feel like those skills show up in just the things that I get to innovate in the things that I get to kind of do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So share with us how you got to where you are presently. What's the journey been like for you? Tell us your story. That's such a loaded question. <laughs> because, you know, where where I am right now, I still feel like there is so much more. And I only, I honestly, honestly, truly, I feel like it's just the beginning mm-hmm. because I feel like there are levels to healing. And it's just now that I'm experiencing healing and freedom at this level. And if I've done all that I've done with the Lord and, and you know, all the glory to God at, at this point in my life, to this point in my life, man, like, <laughs> I feel like I've only been operating at like 20%, you know what yeah. I mean? Or less than that. So um, just like in a general sense, my story of like, kind of like where I got to here, you know, it's, I'll start back in my early twenties. You know, when I first got married, I was very young. I was 21 year old and I uh, was married to a man in the military. So although I was in school, I had to also think about the, the options that I was, um, presented with in terms of, um, career. Like I had to finish school. He was like, no, we, we going to finish this. Like, we're going to finish this. But also like, what was I going to do with my degree? You know, at the time, um, I wanted to be a criminal psychologist, but the Lord took me on this whole journey. Um, I actually started working for a law firm and I found out that I hated it, but I only had like one semester left to graduate. And I was like, well, I might as well graduate. And that was around the time where I started kind of playing around with YouTube and just entrepreneurship in kind of general. And um, I was about like 24, 25 ish around that age. And I remember thinking like, okay, I need to have some sort of side gig, some sort of something just in case, like with military moving around and stuff like that, I need to make sure that I'm good and I can contribute and that my work isn't just like, you know, at a brick and mortar or in a lo- in one location. And so that's kind of like where the beauty and the YouTube started, um, started happening. And I had no idea that I had this like organic love and just passion for delivering a message or even just like at the time I didn't know this this was what it was but authenticity like just showing Mm. up and like being like hey y'all I'm trying to figure out what to put in my hair because I'm having a bad hair day (laughs) and I'm trying to figure it out and this is what it is so here I am here's this product you know and so it started at that And then I started to introduce vlogging, which essentially is just like an informal video where you kind of take your viewer along for your day or your life. And so you introduce them to your life. And one of the reasons why I wanted to do that was because growing up um, up north in the northeast, specifically like the New York, New Jersey area, I wasn't really exposed to like a military lifestyle. Like I really didn't know a lot of military families. I didn't know like what to expect. And so everything was so new for me at the time. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to show people like what it's like to be a military wife. Like my husband, you know, working all these hours, you know, and have to come home and go to sleep. How do you manage that? Like you're excited to see your spouse. And then it's like, you can't even hang out because he's tired, you know? So it's like, it's like those kinds of things that 
um, I was learning in real time. And so, you know, when my when he suddenly and unexpectedly passed away in 2017, January 2017, I literally you know, my life was on display. Like I was literally like, how do I go back to, you know, mm. at that time I had built up a channel of, I don't even know how many subscribers I had at the time, but I was like, okay, Lord, like, what do I do with this platform? How do I continue this story? How do mm -hmm. I show up? I don't know how to show up. Like, what do I say? What do I do? I don't know the answers. And it was in that unscripted grief that so, I mean, thousands, millions of people came to recognize like, wow, even when you don't know what the next step is in life, you just have to trust the process and also understand that you are human mm -hmm. and that you're not going to know the end from the beginning. That's why we have God, you know? And yeah. so I really attribute like my ability to continue to um, God's strength, like God's strength, the provision of the strength that he's given to me. And so that's kind of like where the journey has been in the last five years where I landed in this, you know, in this role of being single again, of full-time entrepreneurship. And um, that's kind of like where I find myself today in a general sense. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, I have goosebumps. Like, first of all, my condolences. I mean, you were so young when you became a widow and then you had to process that grief publicly. Yes. So how did you think or how do you think processing your grief publicly helped, I guess, the, the community, you know, that, that impact that you were able to make? I think that, so this is my thoughts. I don't think that it's what everybody thinks, right? Growing up in church, I felt like everything had to be tied in a bow. Everything had to, no one was struggling. I didn't know what anybody was struggling with. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I was just like, does anybody go through anything? Because I'm going through stuff at the house, you know? Yeah. And you know that saying of like, what happens in the house the stays in the house. Around. And I know that we've we've grown up from that, right? You know? Yep. And so, but I feel like it, my genuine pain that I was experiencing at that moment, I said, God, this pain cannot be wasted. Like this pain cannot be wasted. This pain cannot be, it's like, there's there isn't, um, we're not doing this for no reason. Right. right. And so I think when I kind of came on the scene and I said, you know, the things that I said in full transparency in full vulnerability, um, not knowing the answers, because I think sometimes we, we want to rush things so that we know the answers and in all sincerity, we just don't Yeah, like, we got to learn how to be like, I'll get back to you. And even if we do get back to you, you know what? I don't have a response for you. Like, yes. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to pick up the pieces to, you know, this part of my life. I don't know how to do that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think that people appreciated that way that I showed up and they saw themselves in it. Yeah. And I think that's the powerful piece of community. We cannot, when we're building communities, we cannot forget about the universal things that we all share together because that's what knits a community together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what makes it powerful. That's what mm -hmm. makes it a movement. That's what mm -hmm. makes things shake and things happen. Yes. Period. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 
you know, of the, in the last three years, I've done over 200 interviews and mm-hmm. every single one has a common theme. Your pain births your purpose. Mm. Every single woman that I've interviewed, including myself, has gone through mm-hmm. some adversity or trauma or struggle that caused us to be who we are today, to want to help inspire and impact and build community. And I love how you just said it, like, it's not like we have all the answers, but just us processing publicly, let other people who are watching going through it privately feel like they are not alone. Oh, and that's weighty. That's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's hard for the person that, you know, essentially God chose to go through it publicly. Because mm-hmm. that means that you're essentially a forerunner. You're you're like, I know trailblazing and, and being a pioneer, like it can be so like glitter and and oh my god, I get to be trailblazing <laughs> this. It's like that's that, that's not really an easy task. Like, let's talk wow. about the not sexy things about trailblazing. Let's talk about you know the sleepless nights and like because of the pain yeah. of being the first to do stuff, right? We often talk about the glory of it, but what about the little like pieces of it? And yeah. so that's that's something that I can totally agree. Like those pain points um, are are universal, right? Like losing someone, I have found people that didn't even you know didn't lose a spouse, but they have grieved a dream that they thought would be their life at this point, mm-hmm. and they had to let go. Yeah. Yep. Grief is grief, right? Grief, you know, you have to process the loss of whether it be the loss of a loved one that passed on, the loss of a loved one that's moved on to somebody else, the loss of the idea of what your life would look like, The you know, the pandemic forced a lot of people to deal with grief, the loss of what they thought was stability. You know what I mean? There's grief is grief. That's real. Absolutely. And I think that that's also what God kind of allowed me to like, should like to because you know we didn't have children and so there's also grieving that part when people ask you like and and I don't think people ask from like a malicious point of view but you know people are like wait what, you, why didn't you guys have kids or what and it's like well I don't have the answers to that we wanted them but it didn't happen that way right. and that's okay too so you have to reconcile within yourself like things that didn't happen um things you wanted to happen that just weren't even in the cards for that scenario or that season of my life, but still also learning how to remain hopeful. How do you handle, you know, the, you know, what happens after, how do you then, you know, loving again or um, dreaming again or trusting God again and Mm -hmm. praying big prayers and and standing on the faith that he is going to come through. Yes. Yes, you are like you are preaching right now. Like I can I can totally relate because well I can tell you like so many reasons. But um, in 2012, my sister passed away, and we were like best friends. And then um, you know I've I've been through like I'm 41 years old, so I've been through different kinds of breakups. But I had a breakup back in 2019, 2020 that I felt like seriously broke me. That I had to grieve and learn to trust God again and learn to be hopeful again and learn to love again. So, you know, we go through the grief of situations, but it's the process of us learning to do those things again and having to do them publicly. (laughs) 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 Publicly. (laughs) 
That's <laughs> that is on a whole other level. <laughs> I do my best to always point people to Jesus, to God, because I cannot be the standard of, you know, the Christian girl. Like I just cannot because I am human too. And I even, you know, last year I talked a lot about just humanity and our humanity and God's mercy. Mm. I mean, we often talk about, we, we often talk about grace, but what about God's mercy? When Mm. you knew you deserved the the punishment or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know what? Mercy. Oh yeah. my God, that'll take me yeah. in all the way every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know what does what does authenticity mean to you? Because you've you've had to live through authenticity publicly to process your grief and to be able to help others and show through your lifestyle. So, what does authenticity mean to you? Yeah, I mean, I literally like teach this and I just love to teach it with with my clients. And even when I speak at, you know, conferences and events, because I really do think that there's so much chatter about be authentic, be yourself, be authentic, authenticity. And it's like, okay, that's great. But what does that actually mean? And there's like five elements of it um, that that I also that I always kind of hone in with people. Right. It's your ability to be transparent. Right. Mm -hmm. Allow people to see you. Right. That's simply what transparency is. And by people, I mean your community. Your community could be your platform that you're building or maybe even like your local you know, neighborhood yeah. and just stuff like that, because we can't forget about that as well. Mm-hmm. Then there's vulnerability, like people to sit with you in a certain scenario or situation that's currently happening. And so I'm being vulnerable with you because I'm allowing you to not only just see me, but I'm letting you sit with me in this. And then there's like the messaging of like what you're actually saying when you're being yourself, like, does it carry weight? Is there an impact? Um, solution or end to this authenticity. Like that is, if you think about some of your favorite people that carry this just authentic authenticity, right? Air yeah. about themselves. They have something to say. And yeah. then there's tone, right? How you're saying it. You know, you have people who are humorous. You have people that are a little bit more serious. You have people that are inspirational. You have people who, you know, just do it in different forms. And that's okay. Like, that's why God did not make us cookie cutter children. Because, you know, he wanted us to have a different tone. And then the last one is just consistency, right? Like the consistency, like the fruit of who you are, you know, and Mm -hmm. how you show up to people. Consistency can mean the, the quantity of how many times you show up, but also like the fact that you get to build trust with people because like, if you're kind of facilitating this authenticity and this authentic community and all these things, like, you know, you want people to be able to feel like it's a safe space and that mm-hmm. they can trust the space that you're building. Like in my um, mentee community, it's actually like a, a free community. And I literally am like, this is a safe space for the multifaceted creative, like literally yeah. This is what it is. And here's what we talk about, you know, yeah. um, and and those are the things that I pretty much teach to say, like, this is for you to make sense of authenticity. And if you need some like practical points, that's what I would say. But, you know, essentially, authenticity really is being yourself. But to know yourself is to know God. 
Yes. Right. To know you to know God is to know that he made you like a masterpiece, like he made you and every piece of who you are is intentional and every piece of of your being needed yeah. to be that way in yeah. order for you to fill a gap that only you can fill on this side of heaven. So, yeah, like that's what I would say authenticity it's so funny how many times i'm saying authenticity is like a tongue i'm like authenticity authentic but yeah that's what i would say i love it I, I love it so much and you know everything that you just said totally rings true and i feel like people don't understand that their spiritual dna is perfect you know we mm-hmm. allow our doubts and our negative self-talk and our worries and our fears to basically like implant this virus into to who we are and it's not the truth of who we are right right Right. and life tries to you know situations and and people and things you know try to rob us and if we can just like unlearn a lot of those things that we have subscribed to Mm -hmm. and really come back to that childlike faith and come back to that wonder and really say, you know what, like I have gotten it wrong, but I'm willing to learn a new way. I'm willing to learn your way, God, ultimately, because that's the road to purpose. That's the road to resilience. That's the road to literally, you know, understanding the capacity of God, not yours. Yeah. Because let me tell you something, my capacity <laughs> left the door in 2016, okay? Right? This is God. This is on God. This one yeah. is on God. <laughs> completely. I completely agree. I know at the beginning <laughs> of the pandemic, my favorite line was like, I don't have the capacity. I do oh, not. I do I'm, not I have don't. the capacity. <laughs> it's going to have to be God. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> because throughout it all, we've still been able to like make an impact and, you know, do all of these different things and it's like that's God, that's not me. <laughs> that's it not is, me. It is. It is. It is. And it's I love like how the just the Bible talks about how we get to co-labor and collaborate. That's yes. really what it is. Like yes. we liter- literally get to leverage this heavenly resource on a day-to-day. It doesn't yes. run out. Yes. Like Every- how beautiful is that? Yes. Every experience is co-created. I say that all the time. You know, people want to blame or point fingers or, you know, shift responsibility, but every experience is co-created. Whether you are co-creating that experience with God or right now you and I are co-creating this experience for the listeners, every experience is co-created. That's so good. I never thought about it that way, but I love that. I love it. I love it. Okay. So tell us what has your journey been like since the pandemic? Because I know it's it's shifted oh. and forced a lot of people to pivot or adjust. <laughs> What has your journey been like? (laughs) It's so funny because in February of 2020, I was living, I was going back and forth and back. I mean, I was traveling so much up until February 2020. I mean, all of 2019 into the year 2020, back and forth on the East Coast, literally, because I had a client in South Carolina, um, which used to be a church, my church. And, you know, this this organization, like I would, I still needed to do work in New York. And so it was just traveling, traveling. And then... You know, it it just stopped. But I remember the Lord speaking to me and he was like, you need to go back to New Jersey, like immediately. And I was like, what What do you mean? I have to do this. I have to. So I kind of like, um, 
you know, wrapped up that project, that contract with the uh, with the organization, did what I need to do and packed my bags and drove to New Jersey because literally I had my car down there. So I drove to New Jersey and a week later and I was moving that weekend to my first apartment. God literally called me to full time. Love Michelle Anna world. He was like, no, you need to dedicate 100 percent to what you're building, what we're building. And it's time to literally go full time full-time because I would have like, you know, clients here and there, but like God was like, no, you need to focus on this and build it out. And I was like, what, why, what is going on? Like what is happening? And I mean, it was a whirlwind in, in, in that month because I was moving the weekend after I got home from Jersey or from South Carolina and I moved right into my, um, into my place now. And it was just so many adjustments because I had never lived by myself. Mm. Now we're already quarantined. We can't go nowhere. And then we're li- I'm living by myself. So it was like a major adjustment because I do like my personal space. I do like my own little, like I'm good. Like I'm really good. But I was like, oh, this, this is different. Like this is yeah. too much personal space. <laughs> and so I had to really like, I mean, I was even going through, I think it was a little bit of like depression in that, in a wave of depression. Cause I was like, yeah. oh my God, like everybody's talking about how they're with their family or they're with their, you know, quarantining with their spouse or their parents and all these things. And I'm like, uh, I'm by myself. Yeah. And we're how built connection. Yeah, exactly. And so I just ended up making my purpose and like my work and everything, the priority. And I was like, okay, what do I do? And so that's where the flourish effect, actually the inception of the flourish effect came in May, 2020. And it was from this need of teaching creatives that you know, especially creatives that maybe grew up in a church and maybe felt like outcasted or like underdogs or how, like, where do I use my (laughs) gifts? Like, like, I just don't feel like I fit in. How can I serve the kingdom with my gifts yet? Like also do what God's called me to do and do what I enjoy. And so that's really where that like burden just came heavy. And that's when I started my podcast and God has blown me away with that, I mean, we're already we're approaching our fourth season in uh, in the new year, twenty twenty. Um, thank you, and I mean, it has reached over sixty thousand downloads all over the world, and I'm like, what yep. is going yep. on? I don't know what I'm doing. Yep. You know what yep. I'm saying? Like, I had never, none of my clients, none of me, I have never done a podcast before. I just listened to them, mm-hmm. and so God just gave me the the strategy, the format, and I ran with it. I didn't ask any questions. I did my research. I did the back end work, and so 2020 was all about just um, this, like, I don't know, like this entrepreneurship, just go at it, you know, type mm-hmm. of thing. And it worked. And I'm so glad that it did. And I'm so glad that I said yes. And that I started it um, because it really is now a whole like community. And yeah. it has grown so much since a podcast. And I'm so thankful for that. So in a nutshell, I mean, 2020 <laughs> came with its hard, 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 like heart grieving things, but it also came with just restoration as well in the form of understanding that 
a God idea can turn into an innovation yes. that literally inspires a generation. And that's what happened. Yes. Uh, I love, love, love everything about what you just said, because, you know, oftentimes God will give us a vision. And sometimes because someone is either sitting in their doubt, fear, or worry, that's, you know, that, that virus that's in their, their, their spiritual mm-hmm. DNA, then they don't act on it but you ran with it and you took action. You had no idea. Like you just said, you had no idea what it was going to lead to or what you were doing with the podcast, but look at what it's done just by you taking action. And it's just that simple. People don't realize if you take action consistently, you will be light years ahead of where you were, you know, I don't know, even a year ago, like, you know, people, will continue to hang around the same people, have the same conversations, go to the same places to eat, eat the same food, and then wonder why nothing is changing in their life. Well, hello, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. (laughs) Yeah, and it really does start with one step, like one decision. One One decision to... I don't, I mean, I mean, there's so many things that you can start with, like literally Mm -hmm. even just for me, the practice of journaling and dedicating devotional time is very crucial for me. It's very important to me for me to actually um, do that on a daily. Like I'm, I even now teach a class on how to journal because Mm -hmm. I feel like there is a way. um, I mean, it's not like the, it's not like there's no wrong way to journal, but I feel like there is an effective way to self-reflect and to take the word of God scripture and, and have him reveal to you what that, what character of God that, that reveals in your life. You know, that's so important. Like the Bible is so powerful. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some tea in there. You get you get a little tea. You get life application. Like yes. there's just so much. There's so much in there. <laughs> wow. You know, you know, what you were talking about, you know, just taking that one step. I was thinking about, you know, a process that I work through with my clients where if you have that vision and you have no idea how you're gonna do that thing, you're like, you know what, that's just a fantasy of mine. I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself, am I willing and am I able? And once you ask yourself those two questions, it brings that fantasy in your mind, that vision to a possibility that now makes it a theory. And then that's how we can take that vision and make it a reality by just taking the steps towards that. Right. Because everything is created twice, first created in the spiritual, then created in the natural. So in the spiritual, it's that vision that we've been given in our mind. So if you can see it in your mind, you can make it a reality. That's so good. And that's honestly how innovations are birthed. They mm-hmm. come from those visions and those ideas. And you just have to, like one, obviously what you said, willing, be willing and able and actually do what you need to do because yeah. there's a reason why that idea came to you and not me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. It's needed. Yeah. It's yeah. needed. It's needed. People always like, well, I don't know how to do this. Okay, well, make a grocery list of what are the possible things you yeah. could do? What are the things that you could do right now? And what action can you take today to move towards that? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we sit and overthink and that's, you know, why we procrastinate. We're like, oh, it's, I'm overwhelmed or there's too much or I don't know how. Break it down to smaller steps. Yeah, that's steps what I always effort. say. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Break it down. You know, a lot of people use the term reverse engineer, see the thing, do the thing and break it down into just certain goals that you can hit because it's also a reward mentally. Yes. Then you're like, oh my God, okay, I got this part done. 
Yeah. Something very satisfying about the end of the day and me like crossing crossing it off. <laughs> oh gosh, it's so good because I know yeah. I can look back at my day and I say, "Wow, I did that. I showed yes. up today." And you yes. know what? Sometimes it's one thing. Sometimes yes. it's one thing. And for me, I have learned not to tie my worth, my mm. self worth, my identity to what mm. I do. Yes. Like I, I, it just can't, it can't because child, I'll be in shambles. <laughs> <laughs> I agree 1000%. <laughs> okay. So how, how do you stay motivated? Oh gosh, man. I literally think soul care is the most important thing. Like I feel like soul care. And so the soul is the mind, the will and the emotions. Right. And so when you think about those three areas, you got to think about how am I tending to those areas? What is my maintenance plan for those areas? Like how am I emotionally maintaining myself? Am I, am I checking in like, girl, how you feeling? Are you, you know, are you, you just got to be honest with yourself. Like sometimes I think we try to like be in like self-denial, but I think that you being honest and vulnerable with yourself mm-hmm. and being like, dang, I really messed that up. How can I do better? Or man, I did that. How can I duplicate that and do it again? Right. It's not mm-hmm. all about like beating ourselves up, but understanding like we literally are just this being that we're we're trying to figure it out on a daily. And so soul care and the, and understanding those three areas of the soul and my maintenance for those areas is so important. And so, you know, for me, the reason or the way that I stay motivated on a daily is going, drawing back to the things that I actually do and the plan that I have for those things. So like I said, or I mentioned before, journaling is huge for me. I have to just do, it's almost like a check-in with myself and also a check-in with my creator, like my business partner, my best Mm -hmm. friend, right? Like my heavenly father and like, God, thank you for today. First and foremost, just thank you for today. I didn't have to see today, but here I am. And so God, what do we, what do we got planned for today? Yeah. Like, you know, or God, how are you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you make this, this thing that we cannot see, right. This, we cannot see the relationship we have with God, but we see the fruit of the relationship that we have with God. And as we get to know God more and more and more and the characteristics of God, we then know the blueprint of how we are an image bearer of who he is. If we don't know the character of God and the characteristics of who he is, how do we know to be integral? How do we know to be honorable? How do we know to be graceful and forgiving? Yeah. We have to understand that. And so I think for me, like motivating every day has my soul care. I have to journal. I have to just continuously be seeking the face of God. And I know that sounds so like, girl, what? Like, that's (laughs) it? Yes. Like, literally, I feel myself like I'm a very, like, empathetic person. Mm -hmm. And so I have to measure my intake on social media because I'm a sponge. Yeah, I can easily get into that vortex of like, oh my God, like it, it's just a lot. And so yeah. I have learned, like, I can't follow everybody and yeah. not because I'm better than or whatever. It's because I just can't. Yeah. It affects it's what we consume affects us. Yeah. Oh God. It's yeah. too much. It's too much. So last year, chow, I, <laughs> I learned my lesson. I'm like, you know what? Love the shade room, but we can't do this right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what I mean? like, we can't do this right now. Yep. You know, but you know, just things like that, like 
finding things that bring you joy will motivate you mm-hmm. and really telling yourself like, man, like I do this, like I am enough. I'm qualified for the work that God yeah. has given me, you know, and, and tell, and be honest with yourself. Like I mentioned before, like that'll motivate you because you're not in, you're not denying that. Like, I'm a little sad today. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little sad today. Why am I sad? What is it that came into my mind? What is that that's sitting on my heart that is taking away from my ability to show up for my assignment, for my yeah. purpose? So yeah. believe it or not, all those acknowledging all those things motivate me because it means that I'm self-aware and I am trying to develop what how I see myself. Yes. Your feelings are data. You know, people yes, want to ignore yes. their feelings and try to suppress their feelings and wonder why they feel depressed. They're mm. not actually expressing what they feel. Like how we feel is a label for the vibration that we're on, us being connected to spirit. Like, you know, people want to disregard how they feel. Why are you doing that? That is information that is needed for you to process. Absolutely. Oh my God. And it's so funny. I had an episode and it was it was to challenge the people because I actually said feelings are not data. And it's only when you leave it like that, right? It's only when you say, you know, this is how I feel. But if you're not tapping into that feeling, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not saying, okay, what is the information behind this emotion, then you're not doing anything, right? And granted, we're all on different learning uh, trajectories. We're all on different, like we're we're being exposed to a lot of information. We're unlearning a lot. And so it's what you do with those indicators is what, that's what's important. How do you follow up with that information to better yourself and better the experience of those around you? Yes, Yes, I love it. And I love that you broke down your your soul care. I think it's important for people to hear that it's a regular process, a regular routine. The results are in the routine. You know, oftentimes people will think if they do something a one, two time, then that's how it works. No, <laughs> we, we right. need consistency, right? We need that consistency in order to to learn and to, to, like you said, to unlearn and relearn and to change the habits. Like, even if you try to stop a negative habit without intentionally replacing it with a, a healthy habit, you're just going to replace that with another unhealthy habit. So we Absolutely. don't understand the importance of the things that we do on a daily basis. Like when I tell people what my self-care routine is, they're like, how do you have that much time? And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, if I don't do it, if I do not fill my cup, there is going to be nothing yeah, for me yeah. to be caring from, Right. Like yeah. I don't try to fill my cup and I, I serve from the saucer because mm. there needs to be enough for me to be able to have the energy, for me to be able to have the capacity, for me to be able to have the uh, level of empathy that I do have to deal with the people that I, you know, I deal with. Like we can't have compassion for people if we're tired, exhausted, frustrated, Ooh. overwhelmed, right? <laughs> Let me tell you something. This week, literally, I I never do this, but I think it was yesterday. I did not, I woke, I woke up way later than what I usually or typically do on a daily. And there was like this like instant wave of like shame, like, dang, like, why didn't you wake up earlier? And then it was like, you know what? No, you were tired. Yeah. Like I literally woke up so well rested. And I was like, oh my God. But I just remember feeling so tired when I went to bed, so exhausted. And really half the time, you know, our frustrations and our things is because we're tired. tired. You yep. just need a nap. Yep. You just need a nap. Yeah. Yep. Take that nap. 
sleep a little longer and you can wake up and refresh, you know, but I wanted to touch on something really quickly that you said that, that helps me and used to help me a lot with grief. And it's, you know, sometimes, um, especially like in the holiday season or with certain dates, people end up having this tie to the the date of the anniversary or a bad memory and grieving something. Mm -hmm. And, And what I have learned is I associate a day that may have brought a lot of heartache to me. I I give it a new memory. I give it a new meaning. So it kind of goes with what you said before. I give it a new meaning. I give it a new, like, you know, maybe I launched something or maybe I just like literally give that day just a new assignment because if not, I'm going to constantly be tied to what the pain was. And God has already freed me from it. He's he's healed me from it. And he continues to do that work in me until the day he come back and get me. Yeah. I love that you said that because I, I've I've learned to do the same thing where instead of sitting in the pain of whether it be the day that my sister passed or my grandmother passed or what have you, it's honoring that day, right? Finding a positive meaning, a way to celebrate, um, you know, their, their life and or do something in my life that would honor them or make them proud rather than being sad all day, right? Yes, because it can easily, it can be very, and, and, and justifiable, right? Because it's like, you know, it's, it hurts, you know, yeah. that day reminds you, but I agree. I agree. That's something that I have done too. And it's, it's, it's just super, like, I don't know. It's, it's super cleansing to know like this person, first of all, this person would not want you out here, like sad, you know? Yeah. So understanding that and, and really like tapping into that redefining redefinition of that day is so powerful. I love that. Okay, so before we go to the final segment of the show, I want you to tell people where they could stay connected with you online. Yes, absolutely. So you can find me on all platforms at Love Michelle Anna. Um, and then, of course, lovemichelleanna.com. And then if you're a creative, I would highly suggest you check out the Flourish Effect underscore on Instagram. And that's also the name of the podcast, the Flourish Effect podcast. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. So I will definitely have all of your social links in your website um, in the details section so they can just click and connect with you. They won't have to search too far. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) All right. So for the final segment of the show, I call it a walk in her wisdom. And it's really just like a rapid fire, whether it be one word or one sentence. 99% of the time I break my own rules and I ask you to unpack, but we'll just see. (laughs) I I don't like rules. I'm a bit of a rebel. So we'll see where this goes. All right. All right. Uh, what's the best advice you've ever received? Make your purpose your priority. Mm. What's the worst advice you've ever received? Time heals all wounds. Mm. Name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. Oh my gosh. Just one? <laughs> what's the first I'll, one? I'll, I'll, speak of, I'll, I'll speak of like the most recent one. It's a, it's a devotional, The Purpose Driven Life. I've had it for years. Yeah. It is, it's thick, it's a thick one, but it's a good one. Yeah, yep. I love that. I love that one too. Uh, if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? Uh, it would say flourish even here. Um, and the reason is because I think that in uh, dark seasons, I feel like, or in sad seasons or in grieving seasons, I feel like even in those instances, there's wisdom, there's life lessons, there's substance that we can extract from though even those moments. Yeah. And we will be able to flourish still, even in that season. 
I love that because I truly believe there's good in all things and there's bad in all things. It's about our Absolutely. perspective and what we choose to extract from it. I love it. 100%. Love it. 100%. Okay. Uh, last but not least, what new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years? Mm. Five years. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. This is going to be so basic, but uh, just enjoy the journey. Like mm -hmm. the, the fact that you don't know everything and all things, like enjoy the, the journey of being a student of life. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. Thank you so much, Michelle, honestly, for all of your gems, all of your wisdom. Like you are a beautiful soul inside and out. Like oh. I'm just so grateful that you came on. And I'm, you know what, honestly, every time a woman says yes to being on my podcast, I am beyond humbled and grateful because like you, when I started my podcast, I had no idea what I was doing or where it was going to go. <laughs> it's exciting to be able to have these conversations. And sometimes I feel selfish. So I'm like, this is like for me, but then you know, you're sharing it with the world and making an impact and creating community. So I am just grateful that we were able to co-create this experience. Yes. So thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much. Oh, gosh, I love that term. I'm going to use it. <laughs> but no, it was an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you. And to all of you legacy leavers out there until next time, subscribe on all platforms. Don't forget to rate the show and leave us a review on Apple podcast. And I just want to thank every single one of you that continue to listen each and every week to help us rank in the top 1.5% of most popular shows out of over 2.7 million podcasts. That's crazy. <laughs> so if you could think of, I'm going to challenge you today to five, five women that would receive value from hearing Michelle's testimony, please share it with them. Feel free to screenshot this week's episode and, you know, let us know what resonated with you. You can tag Michelle at love Michelle Anna. You can tag myself at the real McKinney Smith and continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling.